What do you think of when you think of the term chamber music? Is it something like this? Or something more like this? You might have even thought of something like this. But would you ever associate chamber music with, say, a metal band? A rap group? Even the Beatles? The Ottawa Chamberfest is pretty much the expert on chamber music in Ottawa. And they're here to push the definition of chamber music to the limits. Pretty much anything that, that happens without a conductor, um, and typically that would be anywhere from one, two performers on stage to eight or ten, um, that's considered chamber music. You know, famous examples of that could even be bands like Queen. I mean, Freddie Mercury um, would walk out on stage and you'd never know what he was going to do and his bandmates would have to follow him. Well, that's like the essence of what chamber music is to me. Hi, I'm Lizé, and welcome to Festivals 101. Every episode, I take a look at a different local festival and explore what lies below the surface of all the fun, what their goal is, the creative ways they use to accomplish that goal, and how each festival is making a difference in the lives of their patrons. Today, I'm looking into the Ottawa Chamberfest, a constantly growing festival that's full of surprises. They've been around for 25 years, and comparing the original festival to the multifaceted organization they've become is night and day. They've added new programs, concert series, even changed what their definition of a chamber concert is. My question is simple. Why? Why would you go out of your way to change, take such risks when you've already found a niche you can find success in? If people expect a chamber concert, why insist upon giving them something different? Well, in order to figure that out, let's learn a bit more about the festival itself, why it started, and how it's come to be. Jenna Richards is the Artistic Administrator and Advisor for the Chamberfest, and I've gotten the opportunity to speak with her and get some more info on the festival. She's been with Chamberfest since 2013, and has been involved in over 750 Chamberfest events. First time I came to Chamberfest, I came as a performer. Uh, I had just finished my undergrad degree at University of Toronto in, in piano performance. And I came with my cellist partner, Beth Silver, who I still play with. Um, and I couldn't believe the energy that this festival created. The audience, like it was all these sold out shows day after day, like five times a day. And I would see these people who, you know, they're retired, um, and I don't know what they do the rest of the year, but the amount of energy that even they would have, you know, a, a 75 year old, to a couple coming to three or four concerts a day for two weeks. And like, that was what they were living for. Um, and that experience was quite moving for me. Absolutely. So Chamberfest is over 25 years old now as an organization. And, and it started initially with that summer festival that everyone is familiar with because we have uh, you know, over 100 events in a two-week span. And this is the first year since it started that it isn't happening, so that's a little bit sad. But, um, and so the festival would be a combination of six streams of programming that we have, kind of talking about that diversity of what chamber music is. The streams would involve everything from, um, you know, theatrical uh, to solo to uh, core chamber music from people like Beethoven or Brahms or Mozart. Um, to our community engagement activities, uh, shows for kids, things like that. It's kind of an eclectic mix of a number of different kinds of events. As a performer and staff member with the Chamberfest, Jenna has witnessed many of the changes made to the festival and can explain why they decided to expand so much. 
in the last five to 10 years, um, we've really changed over into a full-time arts organization. So we also have two other pillars, one being the concert series, which is about a dozen concerts from fall to spring, one-off events, um, often international artists or very well-known Canadian artists. And then we have 12 programs in our community engagement and education uh, stream, which is everything from concerts for children on the autism spectrum to career development residencies to concerts in long-term care school concerts um, we even have a bar concert series uh, that i started a few years ago um, and and that comprises a whole other probably 60 to 70 events throughout the year as an organization i think we we started to realize that um, we really had a, a community role um, here in Ottawa and that our audiences who have been absolutely incredible since Chamberfest started, our audiences, volunteers, donors, all of these people contributed in such a way um, to, to the direction that the organization was going in and um, we realized that we could do more. Wait, okay, all that community stuff sounds great, right? Who wouldn't be happy to hear about new community initiatives? But let's go back a second. School concerts? Kids' attention spans are like five seconds long, at most. How could they possibly sit through such a thing? Do they enjoy it? What were their reactions? Yeah, again, and I mean, I could talk about all kinds of the spectrum of reactions. Um, I, I was having another conversation during COVID with a colleague of mine about this, this concept that, you know, as an adult, we have a lot of preconceived notions of what certain things are. But as a kid, you're just open to everything. And so I've seen, you know, Chamberfest has brought opera into an elementary school, for instance, and the kids just love it. They don't, they don't have this preconceived notion of, you know, you can't yell and scream when, when interesting things happen on stage. And so they get really excited and really into the story. And we had kids like running around and doing all kinds of things and, and they're reacting to the music. Um, and I think that, that that's, that's always fun for somebody who kind of might have more um, more of a, a box view just because they, they've seen so much over the course of their own career. Um, but I would also say that it happens the other way too. I've, I've seen some of our patrons who have been coming to Chamberfest for you know multiple decades come into a concert um, that 10 years ago wouldn't have been considered a Chamberfest type of concert and be moved to tears you know, by a group that maybe um, wouldn't have been performing on a Chamberfest stage 10 years ago. And, and I find that equally interesting. So um, yeah, the reactions are definitely uh, different depending on the context, but I would say generally they're good. I, I think that it's, it's very rare to have a bad experience with live music in my opinion. Wow, okay. Subverting expectations and trying new things all appear to be working for the Chamberfest. Even through all this change, Chamberfest has expanded their community and helped others to explore new music. What about longtime fans of the Chamberfest? What do they think about all this change? I decided to ask Etienne Plante, host of the CHUO show Quid Novi. He's been attending Chamberfest shows for years now, and he's always been a fan of their concerts. I think I went for the first time, it was their second or third season. Uh, I, so this is back in, if my memory is not failing me too much, 95 or 96. Uh, I was about 15 or 16 at the time and my parents had gone to the first two editions uh, and had only praise 
and thus I decided to go as well. And uh, back then, actually, it was a great thing because there was not a lot going on uh, during that month in Ottawa, music-wise. Uh, so it was a great way for a teenager to spend his <laughs> his afternoons, actually his entire days, because uh, back in then you had a slew of concerts in the morning as well as uh, during the lunchtime and the, the nighttime. You even had some, at, I think, at four o'clock. Yeah, I'm, it must have been mostly classical music then, eh? Did you enjoy classical stuff as a teenager? Oh, very much so. I... I <laughs> Uh, my, my dark period, uh, like where, where most teenagers listen to Black Sabbath, I listened to uh, Mozart masses instead. In the last few years, they, they had shows at around 10 o'clock uh, quite often that were very out there. Um, very interesting. Uh, I don't necessarily go to all those shows as much because I don't have a car and I live at a certain distance from the downtown core. Uh, so shows that end at midnight or somewhat of a problem <laughs> uh, but uh it's uh it's quite fascinating what they do and they're very open-minded uh, so they've had things uh that are that are quite surprising and i i find it's the kind of spirit that you can also find at the jazz fest in ottawa uh, where uh, they have things that are somewhat expected like jazz that is what most people think of as jazz, but they'll have uh, artists that are up and coming that mix in electronic music. Uh, some some of them uh, have uh, almost atonal music and it's quite fascinating. So if you have an open mind and an open schedule, <laughs> uh, you can make really nice discoveries. For example, there's a, a great theremin player. I don't know if you've ever encountered a theremin player. The people that they've invited over the years are great masters of their their instrument and they they can do amazing things uh, with them and which sometimes they'll take a 300 year old piece of music and they make it sound like something from a horror movie from the 50s uh, so it, it's quite interesting every day you're guaranteed a few good shows uh, and sometimes uh, you're guaranteed a very alienating show if you're open-minded and you want to try something completely new uh, if you want to go outside of Mozart, Bach and uh, Mendelssohn if you're if you want for example to discover Bulgarian music uh, you might have it if one year well, they'll have an, somebody uh, from an eastern republic that will open your mind to a whole new sound and there, there's something there there's a community of music lovers there that's I don't think you would get in a bigger town like Montreal, Toronto, or Vancouver. Well, there you go. Change can be good, and taking risks can work. Showing people something unexpected can pay off in more ways than you might think. Though it might seem counterintuitive to make big changes when you already have a dedicated fan base, as we've just heard from Etienne, it's actually really important to branch out. If you're a creative organization, you have to expand your horizons. Change what you're doing and not be afraid to try new things. And I think I'm going to let Jenna explain why. Under any unusual circumstance, meaning, um, you know, complete silence in a concert hall or um, the coming together of two polar 
polarly different artists, um, great things can happen. And I think that that's um, a good way to kind of look at life because I, I think right now we're seeing so much in the world uh, of kind of these horrible conflicts that are happening because people don't want to go out of their comfort zone um, or they haven't explored outside of their own paradigm. And I think that um, Chamberfest is a really good example of how great things can happen when you do that. And I think it, it kind of amplifies out to the rest of the rest of how one should live their life. So I guess that's kind of what I've learned is, is to push past the unknown, um, to try to, to uncover things that you never thought were possible. Bingo. In the grand scheme of things, in basically every creative space, inclusion and risk-taking are always more productive and more powerful than exclusion can ever be. If we stay in our comfort zone and never leave, it's basically creative suicide. It's vital, even as a festival, to grow and change. We're naturally inclined to stay within our niche, what we're good at, our comfortable little box. Chamberfest shows us what can happen if you reach out rather than stay in that box, and what has happened when we decide to try things we aren't so certain about. They've been able to give people the experience of discovering something new, and they've taught audiences not to be skeptical of different genres or styles of music. Chamberfest likes to surprise people, and who doesn't like a good surprise? By creating new programs, changing their performances, inviting new ideas into their space, Chamberfest is accomplishing so much more than they ever could if they stuck to their niche and never left. Chamberfest has introduced many new initiatives and changes in their programming, which have yielded amazing reactions from both longtime fans and new audiences. And they're still continuing to fund new, innovative ideas to expand their festival even further. Stay with us as we explore the ways in which other festivals are innovating, risk-taking, and creating meaningful change during this crazy time. Don't miss the next episode of Festivals 101, when we'll be speaking with the organizers and a performer from DIY Spring about their experiences with underrepresentation, the importance of accessibility during a pandemic, and what happens when the power goes out at a live performance. Before you go, make sure to head on over to the Chamberfest website, chamberfest.com. They've got all of the links for where you can view chamber chats and live streams, as well as information about their community programs and other upcoming events. If you'd like to support the Chamberfest, you can donate on the website to directly support the musicians who are performing and participating in chamber chats. If you can't donate, Jenna asks that you simply stay engaged with the arts community. Engage with local musicians and be active in discussions about the importance of supporting the arts. Be conscious of the impact of music on your life, and think about how your day-to-day -day would be different without it. If you want to contact Jenna, her email is also on the Chamberfest website, so feel free to send her any questions you might have. And if you want to hear more from Etienne, tune in to Quid Novi, Thursdays at 6 on CHUO. This is Liz A, signing off for now. Thanks very much for listening, and see you next time.